Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit-Led Hope. My name is Glenn Erickson, and in this episode, we're asking the question, can good things come from cancer? In our last episode, we looked at one of the big questions in Christianity. How can a loving and all-powerful God allow bad things to happen? In that episode, we looked at the origin story of bad things, and we discussed how God takes the bad things and works through them for our good. But what does that look like? What kind of good can come out of something so wretched as cancer? To help us answer that question, we have a special guest with us today on Spirit-Led Hope. Our guest is a mother of three, a homemaker, an artist, a Jeopardy champion, a licensed therapist, and is living with stage four cancer. Our guest just so happens to be my best friend and my wife, Monica Erickson. Monica, welcome to Spirit-Led Hope. I'm so happy to be here. Monica, I know what an introvert you are, and I know how hard this must be for you, but thank you. Uh, You score a lot of wife points today. Okay. So, Monica, when did your uh, journey with cancer first begin? I was first diagnosed when I was 38 years old, and I remember it was so strange to be in the cancer waiting room with all of these old ladies. And then I felt like I I didn't belong there at all because I was only 38. And uh, yes. I, I had the same feeling and I felt the same way. I thought, what are we doing here? It seemed, it seemed a little bit unfair. Did you ever feel that at all? No, I don't think I did. Um, I mean... It's not fair for anyone who gets cancer. And for breast cancer, it's one in eight women are going to get it. And that's not fair. Yeah, that's a big number, isn't it? Yeah. You uh, found out you had cancer. What did what had to be done? What, what, ha- what was the result of that first discovery of cancer? So I had a lumpectomy, lumpectomy and like 10 weeks of radiation and then some medication that post-radiation uh, cancer medication. I remember it was it was tiring, and you were quite the trooper. <laughs> you know, and we had our girls were pretty young. We had a what both two of our daughters were teenagers at that point. Yes, yeah, and that was a big shock for them because you went from this really healthy, vibrant mother to needing rest. You did really amazing, honey. Well, thank you. After that first surgery, did you think the cancer would ever come back? I don't know if I thought about it in those terms, but I did, when when we were thinking about adopting our third daughter, I did ask the doctor if it was true that my my chances of having cancer now were were the same as anyone else, even though I had already had it. I, I wouldn't have any higher risk than anyone else would. So basically, from the medical perspective, you were cured, really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I felt. I thought, we're done with this. Mm -hmm. You kind of in your later years, you decided to do something very different. You went back to school. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Why you went back to school, what you were studying, and so forth? I went back to school at the age of 55, 
And I, I'm going to insert, I want to insert applause right here. <laughs> I always like to hear about people who go back to school in later life. I, I'm proud of people who do that. Yeah, you had kind of an example. Your mother certainly did that. Yes, she did. She uh, got, finished her first degree when she was 66 and got two or three more before she she stopped. Um, she couldn't hear well enough to continue learning. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, so uh, I guess that maybe... Maybe it's in your genes to go back to school at an older age. But what did you go to study? What were you? What were your plans? Um, I went to study counseling psychology, hoping to become a, a marriage and family therapist. I think it's something that I've always kind of done naturally, as far as listening and um, hearing people's story and be being open to what they're feeling. But it was something that always felt out of reach for me. And so to actually be doing it was quite exciting. Yeah. I find it interesting that your name means counselor. Yeah. Maybe that has something (laughs) to do with it. Um, So you're back in, you're back in school. So now we're going to set the scene. It's um, 2016. You're in school, presidential elections are going on. And there was just this craziness in social media Kind of for you and I, it was a kind of a season of maybe some conflict because we weren't necessarily agreeing on the same political agendas. Or I don't know how to say it. How would you say it? I am quite liberal and you are quite conservative. That's probably <laughs> probably a good way to say it. Uh, so, yeah, there, w- there was that. And then with social media, <clears throat> I noticed that... Uh, for being such an introverted person and being such a kind person, you were able to mix it up some in social media. Which is not helpful at all. I mean, I got tangled up in several conversations that nobody nobody is going to change anyone's mind on Facebook. Um, so at one point, I made a decision not to post anything political yeah. I mean, it it just doesn't need to be yeah. there. Yeah, and and that whole election cycle was, oh man, it was it was just crazy, mm-hmm. and it it was um, it was divisive among our families, yes, uh, and among our friends, and yes. and you were going to school at the same time, so you had all this, you had this um, social media activity, you had school going on, and then you started feeling a lot of pain. That was a horrible season. I don't know if you want to describe that at all or not. Well, um, the program that I I was in required a lot of reflection on your own trauma and your own life. And so that was hard emotional work. And I thought that it was transferring to my body and that because often if there had been something very um, impactful or um, affecting then I would go home and it would hurt more like and so it felt like sciatica I thought it was sciatica for months I I went to physical therapy I did everything the doctors yeah. said to do, and then um, 
we ended up in the ER. Um, and this was after several months of intense pain. Oh, it, that was, um, it was so hard to see you in that kind of pain. But just to think about that, for months, you were in this intense pain, still being a mother, a wife, and a full-time student in a master's program. I mean, really, I just want to say, um, I know I'm biased, but really, you're a superwoman because that was really something that was quite an amazing thing that you did. I don't, and looking back, I don't know how you did it because it was. Well, it was interesting because before I was diagnosed, I was struggling so much with pain and sleeplessness. So I would, at night, I would pace because I couldn't sit down, I couldn't lie down comfortably. So I would just pace and sometimes pace and cry because it just hurt so much. Going to school in this uh, very challenging program, challenging emotionally and intellectually, uh, I, I wondered why I was missing things, why I couldn't get the dates right, why I would miss an assignment. Um, and I was kind of castigating myself and saying, why can't you do this? Everybody else is doing this. And then after my diagnosis, it that switched. And I felt like, wow, look what you did yeah. <laughs> with that intense pain and with this disease that you, you're, yeah. you have. Well, and just for the record, here you were in your 50s in a program with many people in their 20s. Yeah high energy, prime of life type people. Yes. Uh, fresh out of, you know, just this ongoing, they had just completed a bachelor's degree and, and, you're, and you're, <laughs> you're trying to keep up with them, right? That alone. But so let's get, let's go to this ER visit. We got to the ER and they started doing the diagnostics. And when the ER doctor came in and said you had cancer, from the test. Do you remember that moment? Vaguely. I mean, you were in so much pain. Well, I do remember both of us, our jaws dropped because it was like, it was like we had to recalibrate our brains because nothing in our brain said it should be cancer. Mm -hmm. And I was just concerned for you. And, um, and that's where we met your oncologist who, um, world-renowned, really, oncologists just happened, in air quotes, to be in there. And that's how we ended up getting connected with him. Fortunately, they started treating you. Can you describe those first few weeks of treatment, what it was like for you? Well, I noticed the same thing with the recurrence of cancer as I did the first time, that I, it, I felt that what I what I knew theoretically about God and about you was proven to be true, that you would be by my side for this whole thing. And um, that God gave me such a peace about my situation. And then the second time, I also had that peace where I didn't feel panicked or uh, I, di I don't even think I, I didn't cry. Yeah, you were, it was, it was, it was amazing really how 
stoic isn't the word because stoic gives the idea that you're just putting up with it. But peaceful, I don't know if even peaceful acceptance is the right word, but maybe that gets closer. There was a relief to it. Um, Even though the news wasn't good, it it did lead to treatment that relieved the pain. So um, this episode is about good that can come out of something like cancer. Just having that remarkable piece that really passes all understanding, you had that. This was now 2017 uh, when this happened. You were still kind of involved in some of those political things and stuff. Um, I guess what I remember is two of the people that you had the most arguments with online were the first people to show up to make sure you were okay. Yes. I mean, I get tears in my eyes just thinking about that. Shout out to Margaret and Glenn. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out to Margaret and Glenn. Uh, we love you. And um, that was amazing. Uh, maybe we should back up. So you are diagnosed with stage four cancer. Um, can you? Are you willing to share the extent of the cancer in your body? So the cancer has metastasized into my bones, and it's uh, heavily affected the pelvis and kind of the spine. And um, when you look at the diagnostic images, there's just white spots everywhere. So, yeah. yeah your skull has cancer in yeah. it. And yet the remarkable thing is that's the best place for it to be. Yeah. So far, it's just in the bone and not in any soft tissue. If I said, has any good come out of this, what would you say? Yes, of course. I mean, you say it so <laughs> emphatically, positively, but I'm sure people are listening that go, how could that be? What, what would be an example of some of those things? So let me give you an example of um, a period of time about a year or two ago where as a side effect of one of the medications, I developed necrosis in my jaw. And it, that was so painful. And I remember many, many nights, again, being up, not pacing, but I was doing artwork while I, to distract myself from the pain. And so um, they were both. It was painful and I was creating something beautiful at the same time. I think maybe what I should do is, uh, I'll try to do this, but on my Spirit Led Hope website, I'll post a few of your pieces of art. Okay. And we'll, we'll put them on there. We'll give you a little page. Uh, you call it wall jewelry. Yes. And we'll put some on there. I was thinking about how, um, how many years have we been married now? 42? Going on 43. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you always hear people say, any day could be your last. You know, make every day count. You can say that, but you really can't really believe it until it really could be true. And I've noticed that I value our time together so much more, even if we're not doing anything, even if we're just in the house. It's just, I just love having you around and I love seeing you create. And it seems like you just value things more. Yes. I mean, I value the little jokes that I have with Ellery and the, you know, Everything, the grandkids and yeah. The pets. The pets, (laughs) oh yeah. Um, Okay, so in 2018, 
you said a couple of things to me, and I actually used them in a sermon. Uh, you said this. You said, in the, middle of, in the middle of the pain, there is still beauty present. And you said, it's never too late to have a happy life. Can you share what you mean by those things or any thoughts about those things? Um, yes. Well, I think my example of creating beauty while in pain was, is one thing to think about. Um, in the middle of the pain, I remember people coming forward and wanting to bring dinner or to come and visit, and um, there was beauty in that. I was thinking about how um, you're you're a therapist now. Yes. You got through school. Congratulations! Thank you. I now obviously you're un, you're not able to share with me your your. Um, Anything with your clients, that's all protected. But but I can tell um, just by the way you carry yourself and, and your joy of helping patients that cancer has certainly given you a different perspective and ability to help. Yes, your- yes. And um, several of my pla- patients have experienced the same thing. I don't tell them necessarily about my experience, but I can understand theirs much more. And I know that both of us have found this ability to help others because of what we've been going through Mm -hmm. together in this. I'm trying to think we probably should wrap this up a little bit, but it's encouraging to me, Monica, to see how you live your life with cancer. Uh, It's, it's inspiring. Um, it's scary. Mm-hmm. But what you talked about, that peace, we have that peace in our home. Yes. And I think maybe maybe that's how I would like to end it, that even if things are difficult, you can have God's peace, and it can come in remarkable ways, but God will be present, and um, good can can come out of it. Thank you for sharing and for being vulnerable. Um I love you. You're you're great. <laughs> and uh, I think we should do this again sometime. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> if I get a lot of calls in for more of Monica, you can become the new host. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Monica. You're welcome. I hope that brief conversation with Monica was helpful to you. Now, in that short time, we could only give you a glimpse of where we are. We don't have all the answers, and we're still living this adventure one day at a time. But we do see God's goodness even with something as horrible as cancer. In our next episode, we will look more at gifts of healing. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, questions, or want to share part of your story, please email me at glenn with two N's at spiritledhope.com or simply use the contact form at spiritledhope.com. That's spiritledhope.com. As we close this episode, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Until next episode, take care.